Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajah Ali. And Waj, there is a clip. I mean, there are so many clips. Um, but there is a clip that is circulating around social media um, with regard to black pilots in the cockpit. Do tell us. Yeah, and so we're not talking about the movie Soul Plane. Uh, pour one out for the old timers who actually saw that with Snoop Dogg as a pilot. Uh, Thank you. I'm here all the time for old school pop culture references. We're actually talking, Danielle, about the Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes, which if you haven't been following, have been temporarily grounded because thanks to, you know, corporate cost cutting and lack of regulation, after the fact, they found out that the doors on these uh, planes are a little bit... uh, a little bit faulty. And how do we find out, Danielle? Because in mid-flight, one of these doors just blew off, right? So these Boeing 7037 MAX 9s are now grounded. They're used by United Airlines. And, you know, one of them grounded Antony Blinken, you know, just a minor figure. Oh, yeah, our Secretary of State. And instead of having a conversation of, oh, yeah, corporate greed, lack of regulation, lack of oversight, uh, we have, uh, thankfully, MAGA and right-wing conservatives uh, they don't want to talk about that, Daniel, because that hurts their bottom line. Instead, we have Charlie Kirk, a leader of the Young Brown Shirts of Turning, Turning Point USA, who said, quote, I'm sorry, but if I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. And then the rant continued about the dangers of black pilots. And Elon Musk, one of the wealthiest men on Earth, who is the head of uh, Tesla and X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, he didn't talk about regulation and oversight. Do you know what he tweeted? Hmm. People will die due to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, because he believes that United Airlines and Boeing uh, hiring non-white pilots and factory workers is why these planes, which are overwhelmingly flown by white men, that's the reason why they are literally malfunctioning in midair. And then also the person who doubled down on that was Don Jr., the son of Donald Trump, who, as we know from yesterday's uh, New Hampshire results, will most likely be the 2024 Republican presidential candidate. So here's the thing that I uh, that I want to draw people's attention to, um, and it isn't the consistent and unrelenting um, 
just beating the drum for racism and white supremacy that the MAGA supremacists are doing. The fact is, is that these people, and courtesy of our producer Q, are rage farming, right? They are trying to seed as much rage as they possibly can in us, the American electorate, as a tactic of exhaustion, right? Because what we know is that every day, every day, whether it is a private equity firm, whether it is a uh, venture capitalist, whether it's school books, whether it's, um, you know, uh, student athletes that are trans, whether it is mm. gas stoves, whether it is Legos, it doesn't matter what it is. What they want is white supremacy and yeah. what they want and what they are working towards in this election is about solidifying white supremacy in this country. I tweeted out something, and I still say tweet because whatever, but yeah. <laughs> um, because X doubt sounds fucking stupid. Um, but I tweeted out uh, earlier and I said, you know, we have Republicans right now on Capitol Hill and, and, and cable news doing what they normally do is talking about immigration and how we're not going to reach a deal on immigration because Republicans, you know, Donald Trump says, don't don't compromise, don't do anything that will show bipartisanship because we don't need a win for Biden. Right. Because it's not about a win for the country. It's not about figuring out how we deal and tackle with a crisis that is unfolding across this country where in my neighborhood, um, uh, in New York City, that I am seeing homeless migrants uh, around with signs and in freezing cold temperatures without proper clothing um, because of the rules that my stupid mayor has put in place that has people kicked out of their of their shelters in 60 days to mm. just go back through the process, right? And so what are they doing in between? Um, they're homeless, unhoused. So. What I'm saying here is that we're not going to get an immigration deal. Why? Because the Republican Party wants the ability to punish and abuse immigrants, mm. right? And Democrats have not found a way to create policy that is humane, that is orderly, and that is lawful. These two things, these two parties are never going to meet on this issue because at its foundation, is white supremacy. At its foundation is racism. Democrats don't want to upset the white voters that don't vote for them anyway. They don't want to upset them, right? We don't want to have too many brown people in this country. And then the Republicans are just like, well, I want the ability to shoot them. Why can't we just shoot them, right? Uh, which is Greg Abbott and others. And so you're not going to have a compromise that makes sense when those are the polar opposites of compromise. You know, let's just top of the dome, based on what you said, let me give our listeners examples from this week. Uh, breaking news as of right now, um, uh, Ohio lawmakers, Republicans, have just banned gender-affirming care for uh, teens. Specifically, we're talking about transgender teens. So my wife, who's a doctor, has said that this is critical for the health and safety of these teens. And while we're going through, you know, so much, so many crises, what do these Ohio lawmakers decide to do? They're mm -hmm. like, gotta go after gender affirming care. All right. So that's Ohio. Just yesterday, Oklahoma decides, you know what? 
we need, uh, you know, our education system is flawed. There are people who are banning books right now. There are people who are going after all diversity initiatives. Who should we bring in uh, to to our library committee, right, to, to oversee it, to, to our advisory TikTok. committee? Guess who they chose? <laughs> Libs of TikTok creator yep. Chaya Raichik, who is listed as a hate monger, the woman who has literally targeted LGBTQ folks, educators, and led the book bans. This is the person that they've brought on as their advisory, uh, part of their advisory committee for libraries. Okay, let's go to Texas. You mentioned Texas. The mm-hmm. Supreme Court, in a 5-4 decision, and this is what should terrify you, because there should have been a 9-0, but four of our bought-out corrupt justices decided to go with Greg Abbott in Texas against federal enforcement of laws because Greg Abbott decided to put razor wires to keep out these undocumented immigrants, right? And I want to remind everyone that Donald Trump, when he was president, just floated the idea of having moats with alligators, okay? Uh, And then, oh, as this is happening, a huge Supreme Court case, Chevron, which will most likely go against regulation, has the impact of just destroying safety across the board, air, water, food, you know, basic shit that we need, because the Koch brothers have put all their money in this case to deregulate the entire industry. And yeah, full circle, let me go back to Boeing, folks. You like flying, flying with pl- uh, your doors on? Well, good luck. Say bye to that. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, the white supremacy oh, angle. And, and to bring it full circle to Charlie Kirk, because there's so much shit that just is routinely said now, flooding the zone with shit, to quote Steve Bannon, the strategy that he had to overwhelm mainstream press and institutions while the Trojan horse, their right-wing authoritarian agenda, you would think this would be bigger news, but let's go back to Charlie Kirk. And I have this quote that I wanted to share uh, and bring this to our podcast because uh, we didn't talk about it, Danielle. I think mm-hmm, we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. In December 2023, speaking before a group of students and teachers at America Fest, a mm-hmm. political organization organized by his a young brown shirts turning port, point USA, this is what Charlie Kirk had to say about MLK. Quote, MLK was awful. He's not a good person. He said one good thing he actually didn't believe. He further says, I have a very, very, very radical view on this, but I can defend it. And I've thought about it. We made a huge mistake when we passed the Civil Rights Act in the 1960s. They are literally telling you the plot. Mm -hmm. They want this country to go back, as you and I have said, to 1953 before Brown versus Board of Education. They're literally with like an applause sign saying, we are white supremacists. We like this white supremacy. We hate the gays, the women, the blacks, the Muslims, the immigrants, regulation, the poor. We hate them all. And what do our mainstream institutions and mainstream media do, Danielle, in this moment, where they're literally telling you the James Blonde villain plot in the first 10 minutes of the movie? Ah, they are telling me what is important between the ideological differences between Nikki Haley and Donald Trump, which there are none. Oh, they she's a moderate. Showing us uh, an entirely red map, but so Steve Kornacki can point to one little town and say, if Nikki Haley turns this one blue or it turns this one in her favor, then maybe she'll have a chance in hell. What you have just laid out, Waj, for our listeners is. The MAGA supremacist takeover map. No. Folks, we've talked about it and I will mention it again. All of this is laid out in Project 2025, Mm. which is on the Heritage Foundation's website. 
It is a billion dollar campaign and plan to have operational on day one, the gutting of government agencies, of career, right? Of career uh, appointed officials, the ones that understand and have for decades upon decades how our government works. Expertise. To shut, to shut down agencies, right? And departments that they deem unnecessary. When you say, Waj, that they want to bring us back to 1953, every single thing that they are doing is turning back the clock on the last 60 years of progress. This country is about to celebrate, what, 250 years of quote-unquote independence, which is a fucking lie, because it only was independent for 200 and some odd years for white Americans. In 60 years, women, LGBTQ people, Black Americans, immigrants, people with disabilities, um, and others were able right, to fight for and win rights and a seat at the table. What MAGA supremacists want to do, stop the clock, roll it back, and put everyone who is not white, who is not cis, who is not male, who is not a Christo-fascist, back in their place. And they are doing it, aided and embedded by the nine unelected black robes that are sitting in the Supreme Court that we know are bought and paid for by Harlan Crow and others. I mean, that 5-4 decision, people said, well, hey, it's 5-4, right? It's a win uh, for the Biden administration. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, it should have been 9-0. It should have been a shutout. The fact that four of these folks, and the one who defected and was hated on by MAGA uh, on social media was uh, Amy Barrett. So she's the one who said, you know, this might be a little too much even for me, right? So the fact that it was even a 5-4 decision, Daniel, just goes to show What a precarious situation we're in. We're barely hanging on, right? And this is why when it comes to elections, and and you and I have our critiques of the Biden administration, because we should. Like I've always said, he's not God. He's not a king. The Democratic Party, I have not given my loyalty to them. You know, these are our elected officials. They're servants of the people. When they do well, you praise them. When they don't do well, you push them, right? But this both sides analysis is so flawed. And when when I still try to galvanize people to vote, I say, listen, look at the Supreme Court. The next term, the next four years, these some of these dudes are old as hell. I'm just being honest. I don't know if they're going to last. They're not old enough. Well, they're not old enough. They're not knocking on 80s door. Right, they're not knocking on 80s door. But, you know, Alito and Thomas, they're not young bucks, right? You know, you don't know what's going to happen. So if two, if, if two of them fall, do you want a Republican president? to install two 42-year-old right-wing mm. freaks or even more to the extreme to them, right? Especially as I think they're going to gut this, uh, this Chevron case is going to be devastating, in my opinion. They also already went after affirmative action, and they're going after aggressively every DEI, quote-unquote, boogeyman that they can find, right? Everything they don't like is DEI, but there's actually something called DEI, just like there's something called CRT, which has tried in some small way to advance, like you said, progress. And, and, and speaking about their plan, the fact that they're so open about it, so naked about it, so shameless about it. And there was a huge article that came out last week and the New York Times did a fantastic expose where they went over like 5,000 emails and documents and they uncovered, lo and behold, a right-wing infrastructure with think tanks and media personalities 
and right-wing money, they're aggressively going after any quote-unquote DEI initiative, right? And I just want to, can I just read you a quote from one of these emails? It, it, because I did a little research for us this week. It's exquisite. This is from a woman, Heather McDonald, from the right-wing Claremont Institute. Quote, as I was taking my evening power walk in the hood here, parentheses, Upper East Side, and seeing all the nannies of color walking school children back to their apartments, it struck me again, the bizarreness of females deciding that their comparative advantage isn't being an associate in a law firm, say, and thus that they should outsource the once-in-a-lifetime, unduplicable, unrepeatable experience of raising a unique child to someone else, especially someone from the low-IQ third world. While they do the drone work of making partner, the child is evolving so quickly, absor absorbing so many influences, and yet they would rather absent themselves from its life to show that they are as good as males. Such a distribution of labor is allegedly Pareto optimal. Another curse of feminism. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. There are not enough words for me to push back against that statement. But again, this, just so is, exquisite. this is a white woman talking about other white women and their role to solely be mindless baby incubators for white men and white supremacy. I just want that. Oh, I had to pause. I had to stop myself. I want folks to understand that. Um, let's just take a little walk in history and understand that white women have never raised their kids on their own. Okay. That's what they had. The house enslaved women for, right? They didn't even breastfeed their own fucking kids. That's what they had the black enslaved women in the house for. So the audacity to even make a claim about, oh, somehow, you know, you would rather outsource, bitch, that's what fucking slavery was. It was about outsourcing every fucking thing, right? To people that then you turned around and said were absolutely and completely lazy. And somehow that stereotype is stuck. 
But I'm so confused at how the people who didn't want to get their hands dirty in terms of building their own fucking country then turned around and bought in, (laughs) brought in the labor to do the work for them and then turned around and said that those people that were working 20 four hours a day under duress, rape, you know, brutality, we're somehow lazy. I, there is not, Siwash, like I can't have you read those things because I am working on a peaceful mindset and the rage that that just sparked in me. But these white women, they will sit there and they will hold the water for white supremacy. They are absolutely no better. They would rather vote for a man that says that he can grab them by the pussy that have voted for Hillary Clinton, one of their own, right? You, a turning point. Remember that there was a young woman who stood up and said that, you know, she wants to be a surgeon. She wants to do this, that, and the other thing. And what was the response? Go hold a baby. And then tell me how you feel after that. These white men think so little of their supposed mates And they're okay with that because that's how seductive white supremacy and the proximity to power is. Well, speaking about proximity to power, and since I have you on a jukebox of rage and I want to test out (laughs) your new meditative uh, practices, which I commend you, you actually stopped yourself and you took a breath. Um, But speaking about close uh, closeness and proximity to whiteness, Tim Scott. Oh, dear God. Uh, we, we haven't talked about him, but uh, oh, two, two, two big things God. happened with Tim Scott. Uh, he, he, he allegedly proposed to a live human female adult who uh, accepted his proposal. So now he's engaged to marry a live female human adult. That's wonderful. And then he decided to uh, go to New Hampshire, stand next to, beside, behind Donald Trump, the man who complained that there's a lot of immigrants coming here from shithole countries, a man who dined with Nick Fuentes, a white nationalist, a man who said that the the white nationalists, the neo-Nazis, and the KKK who assembled at Charlottesville and who chanted the Jews will not replace us were uh, very fine people. And with a big toothy smile, he sat there and just vouched for Trump. Danielle. No, he didn't just vouch for him, Waj. Tell them what he said. But he said, he said he, so, so here, so here, and he the also thing. threw Nikki Haley under the bus, Nikki Haley right. from his own state. Right. Because when Donald Trump said to Tim Scott, you know, Nikki Haley, she appointed you, you know, she's from your home state. You must really hate her. That's what Donald Trump said to Tim Scott. Tim Scott's response. <laughs> no, I just really love you. I just love you so much. Let me tell you something, folks. There are terms, there are words that I will not use on said show about Tim Scott and Black people, people of color like Tim Scott. But no matter how much you kiss the ring, no matter how low you bend your head, they will never love you. They will never love you. Because you do not have the complexion for the protection. You mm. do not have the complexion to be in their country clubs, to be on their ticket, right? To um when when Tim Scott was running in that, you know, faceless, literally <laughs> faceless campaign that he ran, because that folks was the avatar that he used, just a black face, no eyes, no eyeballs, no, no, no teeth, no, eyeballs, no nose, no teeth, no nothing, because that's what he thinks about himself, because that is the kind of party that he is in. Um, 
you know, I, I just, I, I, uh, they've said that he was gay. They called him everything but a child of God, right? And what did Tim Scott turn around and do? Go right back to Massa. So, you know, I, let me tell you something. There are always people like this, right? Like, you know, there's whole movies and series and books and things written about people like Tim Scott. I, you know, here's the difference though between him and Clarence Thomas. At least Clarence Thomas is getting paid. That's right. You know at least get paid. Like, at least if you're going to kiss the ring, if you're going to, you know, uh, the word is not what. What's the word that he's doing? Watch, because it's not even humbling yourself. What? What is the word? I, it's uh, uh, being a, a masochist. Right, uh, an amoeba, an amoeba, uh, yeah, spineless, uh, yeah, spineless. Like weak, any the opposite of whatever you believe poodle, is the is the, is the alpha male. Um, to be the lap dog for That's white right. supremacy, right? Um, footstool, the footstool. At the very least, the lawn jockey. Let I can keep going. <laughs> at the very least, Clarence Thomas is like, ah, well, in order for me to keep my mouth shut for twenty five years, you gonna have to pay me. So you know what? Work there the hustle. You go. At least make money from the hustle. That if you're really in this hustle, make money, get paid. Because at least a part of me then says, you know what, bro? At least you paid your bills. All right. You took the white man's money. But this guy seems to do it for free. For and free. <laughs> that's the worst part. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And that's the Republican Party right now, what they've done to Trump and, and how they've taken a knee to white supremacy. There's a great quote from uh, Born Identity, which comes back in the last one, the Born Ultimatum, where these assassins who are brainwashed, right, as they're dying, they have this moment of clarity. And Clive Owen's character, yes. you know, because he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's been brainwashed. So he's the, the, they get triggered to go kill Matt Damon. And Matt Damon shoots him. And as he's dying, he's holding out his bleeding gut. And he looks at Matt Damon. He goes, look, what, look at what they make you give. And in the last one, before Matt Damon jumps off and survives, uh, there's another actor who's like him brainwashed and he's chasing him and, and he has him dead to rights. And he looks at him and he goes, look at what they make you give. And the saddest part about the Republican Party is that they're not making them give it. They're willingly they're give willingly it. They're willingly doing it. They're willingly debasing yep. themselves. And, and I called Nikki Haley. And since you went after Tim Scott, I have to go after my own. Uh, Nikki Haley. <laughs> is now seen as the independent savior of the Republican Party. And I want to tie things together and show folks and prove to folks that this is the Republican Party, folks. There's no moderate in the Republican mm -hmm. Party. Because Nikki Haley, whom I've referred to as the Manchurian candidate, has said that America is not a racist country. When she was asked point blank what caused the Civil War, she did not say slavery. She's the one uh, that took down the Confederate flag, but now ignores it completely from her campaign ad, right? She's the one who uh, told Raphael Warnock, a black man, to go back to his country. She's the one who has forgotten her own family's history of coming here thanks to the 1965 Immigration Nationality Act, where her brown father was able to come in to the United States and be a professor where? 
at a historically black college. And speaking about the complexion, what did Donald Trump say? I bring this up almost every episode. When she was uh, brought forth as a potential VP candidate, she has a complexion problem. Mm -hmm. And so even if you get the moderate Nikki Haley, and this is what really bothers me, because I'm looking at the New Hampshire results and the analysis, she won over independence. She's the moderate voice. This is the moderate. This is the moderate. Open your eyes, mainstream media. Open your eyes, mainstream institution. This is the present and future of the conservative movement and Republican Party. They are telling you exactly who they are. And I want Biden to go back to the Biden that accidentally uh, called out the extremist MAGA movement. Remember that? In a fundraiser. I want him to call out and name these people. And I want the Democrats to put on their brass knuckles and fight. Because literally, they're coming after LGBTQ folks. They're coming after our books. They're coming after black folks. They're coming after Muslims. They're coming after women. And I want Democrats to sound the alarms and rally the Avengers. Freaking be like Captain America and Doctor Strange and open up the portals and say, we got all of you. We're going after Thanos. And Thanos is white supremacy. A thousand percent. They, you know, and I, I, I will say to close here that, you know, uh, our friend on on uh, was on MSNBC, Jason Johnson. Um, and he said when asked about, you know, Biden's messaging, does he need to change his messaging? And he said, no, he doesn't. You know, this isn't a this isn't a game about the right message, the wrong message. We need a wartime president mm. because we are at war. We are at war with the Republican Party. We are at war with white supremacy. We are at war with people who do not believe in the Constitution and the rule of law. And they are showing us that they are not giving up, right? That it isn't just Trump. It is infused in every avenue and every place. While we were all celebrating the wins that we have seen over the last 60 years and frankly, over the last eight years, right? Um, they were working overtime. They were working overtime while we were celebrating marriage equality. They were thinking about the Supreme Court right. while we were saying to ourselves, oh, we're going to have the first woman president. They're like, get back in the kitchen because we're going to ensure that you have to birth those babies through forced labor. Right. All of the things while we were celebrating the first black president of the United States, they were saying to themselves, he will be the last because we're going to roll back affirmative action. We're going to roll back access to education. We're going to roll back everything that we possibly can that is, quote unquote, leveled the playing field. Right. So at the end of the day, if this president, current president, does not start acting like we are at fucking war with white supremacists who disavow democracy in favor of authoritarianism, we are not going to get that Avengers moment that we need in order to win 2024. That's right. That's right. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Ajatali. And we will be back next week, folks, if in fact we have a country left. Inshallah. Inshallah.